everybody, and welcome to the classroom. Hello. Hi. Wow, look, we have Rachel back. Yay. Yay, here I am again. She won't leave. It's fine. She we live together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I went to leave, and I wasn't going to invite her, and then she just got in my car, and I was like, well, <laughs> here we go. Um, that was a joke. Uh, today, we're talking about the second part of the uh, first Hunger Games book, <laughs> uh, so we got a lot to talk about there. Uh, this is the section of the games, or technically one less chapter from part two of the games. Yeah. 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 So we'll go ahead and do a real quick recap. Um, so like Brett said, we pick up with Katniss going up into the arena. There's 60 seconds. Um, she decides to run for a backpack. Uh, some kid starts fighting with her for the backpack. He gets stabbed. She runs, almost gets stabbed. Bleh. Um, <laughs> I'm dead. Expect, expect 13 more of those bleds. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, actually, 22. Let's be, oh, shoot, <laughs> let's be right. precise. Um, anyhow, so Katniss just, like, runs off into the woods um, and is like, I will not meet up with anybody. And she's true. It's true. She doesn't. She actually makes it so far that the game maker's like, no, 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 no fire so she takes off running gets burnt pretty bad ends up in a tree um finds rue uh, the careers come through um including pita mm -hmm. uh she drops tracker jackers on him that scene is very graphic yeah. we'll talk about that that the, the glimmer's death scene is so graphic it's, and i think it's just katniss hallucinating but also it like freaked me out it, it's not great right <laughs> but um Katniss gets a bow. She takes off running, meets up with Rue. Uh, she goes, blows up the, the supplies. Uh, Rue gets stabbed. Uh, Rue, Rue, gets, Rue gets stabbed. Katniss. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you were passing the <laughs> no, baton. I will. Um, Here you go. All right, you take care of the blast now. Um, Kat, uh, Katniss kills the guy. He's gone. Uh, <laughs> um, soon after, uh, she like buries... Uh, Rue gives her a nice burial to sort of like in the face of the of the capital uh, gives off the do 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 little tune um, yes. and then and then it is announced uh, shortly after uh, that the two people can win instead of just one uh, as long as they're from the same district so they start teaming up uh, she's take she finds Peta takes care of him for a little bit uh, everything's going hunky dory uh, then they get called to the center because uh, they need medicine to cure infection that Peta has. Uh, they all run there. Uh, Thresh catches them, uh, but also kills um, the other tribute from uh, District the, 2. The girl, yeah, because she's, like, mocking, like, Rue's death. And yeah. Thresh just Thresh beats just, her head in with a rock. Thresh beats her head in, and it's like, there's no blood. There's just a dent in her head. And it's like, I didn't need to read that. <laughs> um, but Thresh is like, we're even. Uh, Katniss, get out of here. I'm not going to fight you. Uh, uh, Peta and Katniss regroup. Thresh dies uh, to the hands of Kato. So it's just Kato and Peta and Katniss left. Uh, and, oh, sorry. The fox face girl uh, eats berries and then dies. dies. So sad for Bleh. her, but blah. Bleh. Um, the, the three remaining people group up. They're getting chased by mutts. Uh, and it, there is a standoff. And Kato gets pushed off, eaten, and then... Bleh. Uh, actually, uh, he, he is he is eaten and then still surviving and then put out of his misery, I should clarify. Right. And then they're like, ah, plot twist. Y'all both can't win. Get killed. We said psych. <laughs> we said psych. <laughs> so Katniss is like, hey, let's eat these death berries real quick. And Peter's like, all right, bet. Um, and then uh, 
boom voice guy is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can't remember his name. Caesar Flickerman. No. Seneca? No, it's the Claudius. Oh, yes. You're right. Yeah, yes. whatever his Claudius. name is. Anyhow. Uh, Silly little name. <laughs> yeah, he's a stupid name. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, um, okay. He's not It is a then. stupid name. Yeah, and then he's like, all right, all right, please don't kill yourselves. Um, and then they get hovered up there. PETA just immediately collapses because he's bleeding out. Um, Katniss goes through her, like, shock uh, and then repeatedly just tranquilized basically yeah um wakes up Hamish is like you did good but now the capital is mad um and she's like oh no okay um uh Peta's leg is gone yes they, they reunite on stage Peta's leg is gone and she didn't learn that until like halfway through the interview and then she freaks out understandably mm-hmm. and then on their way home they're they're doing their walk and Katniss is like hey by the way the capital's very upset with us right now uh, Hamish is trying to like coach me through it, and Peter's like, "Whoa, whoa, why didn't I know? Why didn't I know?" And then Katniss is like, "Because you were already you're doing your thing." And he was like, "You don't like me, do you?" And then Katniss is just like, "Uh, what?" And then Peter just ask me later. Yeah, <laughs> the book's almost over. <laughs> right, right. And then they end up back in D- District Twelve. The end. Yeah, they live happily ever after, and the, everything was good. Yeah, and, and there and actually are no more books. <laughs> no more books. We've been um, lying to you. Yeah, uh, we said sorry. The Hunger Game, <laughs> one. We're going to jump into a kind of a crapping on the author uh, segment slash uh, theme that we'll touch on in a sec. I wouldn't necessarily I, – I, this is not the same kind of crapping on the author we've done with no. the previous two authors. This is more like questioning the author, yeah. challenging the author <laughs> to a duel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a spar with Susan Collins. If only there was a name that we could think of of like fighting somebody in an arena. Like I, <laughs> I, I, mm. the, the name escapes me right now. It's fine. We'll figure it out later. Oh, yeah, Battle Ray. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this was your point, so I'm going to let you kind of go for it. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, the, we talked about this, the first part of the books before the games has a very sort of like sensual tone that's, it's kind of uncomfortable, kind of weird, but it's, it's, it's definitely distinct enough that like it is noticeable. Then you get into the games and a lot of that drops off. Um, and with that, she uses, uh, I don't want to say crutches but she uses a lot more like flowy uh, like flowy language that's not really important and i don't mean sensual i mean like one of the lines was like she was scrupulously careful as she was walking through uh through the woods or and it, it, it's just very strange word choice that seems like she's trying to make up for something and something that i thought about or uh, with that like with the Haley and i were talking about it before we started was that one of the reasons she might be relying on that stuff is because she's trying to purposely change styles to something she's not as used to uh, while she's in the games compared to outside of it. Um, right. Well, and uh, because I go back and forth on this, um, and talking about the word choice, there's definitely some peculiar ones, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily think she's using it as a crutch as much as she's using it, like, I guess to try to keep Katniss's, like, inner narration a little bit more, I don't know, because it, the sentence structure is very concise, very, like, I am this, mm-hmm. this is that. And that tends to get a little repetitive, so maybe she's trying to use those bigger, like, odd words to try to, you know, spice up the sentence structure a little bit. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily fail, but it is very weird. Mm-hmm. There's a couple places. That one's the yeah. most notable. It would it would be a little bit different if this was not, like, so rooted in, like, oh, this is how Katniss thinks. Like, this right. is, these are her thoughts and what's going on through her head. I don't think Katniss knows what the word scrupulously maybe, means because hey, Brett didn't know what that word means. <laughs> maybe Katniss has like a word of the day calendar in, oh, in the scene. She's like, ah, today is 
March 15th. Okay. I can't even say it. You get that through the tesseras, a little word of the day calendar. (laughs) They're like, here's your month worth of grain and all and your (laughs) word of the day calendar. Um, Yeah. But when, okay, in the discussion of, like, the sensualness of, like, the the before and after the games, um, I think that it's because it's a different type of survival for Katniss. Okay. Um, because in the games, she has to focus on being alive. There's not time for this, like, attention to detail in the same way. Yeah. Whereas, like, in the capital, that's what keeps her alive is, you know, watching people move, watching how they interact with her, watching how they interact with her body. Um, so that's kind of what I chopped it up to. That, that's – and I, I can definitely see that. Um, I I think at first, the, my, like, first inclination was um, that it was not about more survival, but, like, these sort of – not disillusionment, but before the games, Katniss was, like – she didn't like her situation, but she was not as actively hating on the capital as Gale was. So she was a little bit, like, just under the veil of, like, what they want you to think – she gets in the games. That is the reality of what the whole Hunger Games and everything is about. This is the capital flexing as much as they can that you have no power in this scenario. She's, like, in the, like, sort of hell of how the capital is being run, how they are using their fear tactics. So everything in that is very real. There is no need for the flowery thinking. Right. This. Yeah, I agree. And then after that, she is has to go back to thinking that way even though she has gone through uh she has gone through so much she has to like change her thinking back to it well and i think that goes in with what Hamish tells her of like Mm -hmm. hey they can't know and then she starts questioning everything she's done and maybe it is a defense mechanism to like make sure that nobody notices that she isn't thinking the same way she did before the games and i wouldn't even say before the games i don't think katniss's opinions of the capital shift until after everything with Rue. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. Um, because I, I I think that's where her inner monologue with it is, is when she's grieving Rue, she's like, I finally understand what Gail is, mm-hmm. is talking about. I get where he's coming from. I should have never had to, you know, cover this 12-year-old in flowers because she got stabbed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy how murder games will radicalize you. <laughs> <laughs> Katniss, a leftist queen. <laughs> it's like, oh, just wait till you go in the Hunger Games. Then mm-hmm. you'll... They're gonna, they're gonna make you, uh, you don't get crazy a, liberal. You don't get opinions on minimum wage until you have had to fight with your peers to the death in a battle royale. <laughs> and you know what? That'll do it. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that, that, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll move on. We'll, we will continue tra- to traverse through this. Um, embark. Embark on this lovely journey. That's my word of the day. Mm. Rachel's word of the day calendar. So I think we'll go ahead and move on, and we'll start talking on odds. So frequently, obviously, let me try that again. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and we'll hit our themes, and the first theme we're really going to talk about um, is odds. And this is really throughout the entirety of the book. Um, In the first half of the book, you see, you know, Katniss and Gail obviously quoting Effie, you know, may the odds be ever in your favor, and there's that sentiment that runs through it, and Katniss refers to the fact, like, oh, the odds are not in Prince's favor, favor, they're not in mine. And the entirety of the time while she's in the games, that mindset keeps coming up. Not as much of, like, ah, oh, the odds are not in my favor, but analyzing the odds. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple times where she's like, I wonder how the betting's going. I need to look good so the sponsors think I'm the one that's winning this. 
Um, so I just I was yeah throwing that out there. I, I I think that's I think that's in, important as well because not only is it like a big central theme, um, it, it shows up a lot. And I didn't even think about the betting, uh, like the mentioning of the betting until now. Um, but also there's a lot of things that are like sort of taunting that she has to make a decision on uh, whether it is worth it the risk to go out. Like for instance, when she's like. I don't think I'm going to be able to go to the feast uh, and get the medicine for your leg because I do not think that it, that is worth the risk. I think that my odds of dying out there are pretty high. And then one of the one of the things that the capital does is sort of throughout all of this, their hands have been in the pot for the odds. They are constantly changing everything around them so that Katniss never knows whether the odds actually are in her favor or right. not. Right. Thinking on the fire scene specifically, mm-hmm. where Katniss is asleep in the tree and they just start the fire, it would be, it would have been very easy for the game makers to just wipe her out. But I think that's where the like the entertainment value comes in because mm-hmm. that wouldn't make for a good show. Watching somebody burn to death, but they got their irony in there. And Katniss even says that she's like, ah, so much for girl on fire. Here we go. And then she gets absolutely roasted a couple of times. And I think also if they would have just killed her right there, then the capital people would have been like, oh, well, that's not fair. Yeah. That's right. no fun. Give her another chance. Yeah. Reboot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, as fair as murder games can be, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But, but they're making a good show. That wouldn't have been a good show. Right. Well, and I think we... I think that's a we'll, we'll hop off the topic of odds and we'll get back on it here in a second. But I think that's a really good thing to talk about, too, is the fact that, like... That is all the capital is concerned about. And Katniss even multiple times notes that. But specifically at the end, when the victors have to watch their games over, Katniss makes note of what made the cut and what didn't make the cut. It's like they are focusing more on me and PETA than they ever would have in any other games. We get more airtime than usual. Even before we paired up, it was focused on us. And it's like... It's a highlight reel. Right. Mm -hmm. And she talks about the fact she's like, but they're not including certain pieces. They don't include when when she buried Rue. They don't include, like, her grieving Rue in any regard. But at the same time, they're amping up any sort of entertainment value they can find outside of the whole getting... Wait, wait, wait. They want to detract as much, even though it is a game of murder, they want to detract as much, like oh, hold on, maybe this might not be morally correct of us to do. Like, they, if they show the grieving aspects of that, that is going to make right. people start to question, like, hmm, right. hold on, let me, let me they, think They want the action, not the, the consequence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we'll talk about consequences a little bit. Actually, let's go ahead and talk about consequences. Because Katniss grieving Rue and Katniss's actions, Katniss and Peta's actions at the end of the games directly relate to a lot of consequences that we're, we haven't seen play out yet. That we'll see play out in the next book, of course. But, you know, she's let, she is let to know that, like, hey, this is happening. Everybody's mad. Um, specifically, the president's mad. And Hamish tells her, like, you know, there are significant consequences for what you're doing, mm-hmm. what you did, how you acted. And... And that leads to Katniss kind of overanalyzing what the consequences of everything is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so afraid for her family, for PETA. Um, and she even makes the comment there towards the end where she's like, part of me wishes I would have just died in the games because before the games, life was blissful. 
and now I've got to focus on making sure they stay alive. And it's like, it's not just keeping myself alive anymore. It's making sure they don't come after my family, these consequences and such. And I, I think she feels that very much near the end, not only like worrying about that, but like the consequences of her sort of gambit in the arena with playing up the love affair between her uh, and PETA, because now she's like she was legitimately dreading going back to District 12 because she didn't know how she was going to talk to Gail or if Gail would even talk to her about mm-hmm. that. So it was these sort of consequences of sacrificing one relationship for your survival that right. she was not thinking about at the time. At like, well, because she was more worried about staying alive. Yeah, of of course, and right, right, so. right, 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 right. And well, and another situation with the consequences, and I just have this note kind of like scribbled down there, is Foxface. Um, uh, part of me thinks, and this is a little bit of a little fan theory here, um, that she did it on purpose. Oh. This girl had been living off of the woods and off of, like, other tributes. She was smart. And she just nonchalantly ate the berries, like, didn't watch PETA or Katniss eat any, but just was like, okay, this is fine. So part of me wonders if it wasn't on purpose, like, if she, I don't know, she knew... But it often, speaking more on consequences than anything, PETA picking the berries in the first place had the direct consequence of mm-hmm. a fox face of the ending of the games, of him still being alive, technically. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of, like, domino effects on the consequences of that first, that scene where he is picking the berries. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I've, I've had that one, like, I, I really was thinking on that rereading this. I was like... I... I didn't, th- I didn't like think of. E- I didn't even think of the fact that she could have like been intentionally like committing suicide by eating those berries. Right. The way that Colin sets it up is that oh, they have food, so surely everything they have would be safe. But you're right. Mm-hmm. If her main skill was being able to forage and get food for herself and she run around, yeah, she would have made sure. Yeah, unless unless her thing was more of taking food from others, because that's kind of how we saw her surviving for a bit. But she couldn't have done that forever uh, right so especially after the things got it exploded it exploded yeah blood <laughs> 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 to that bag of apples big explode i thought you were gonna i thought you're gonna go a little different direction oh with that. okay then um not quite in line with consequences but i thought you're gonna be like i could see like in a different universe fox face girl being the main character because i was thinking that while i was oh yeah through. i would have loved to just yeah. be in her head because because, like, the whole laughing scene showed a heck of a lot of character development for this person that we have. Ha- I don't think Don't we even have s- a name for. Don't even have a name. I don't think she spoke. No. I think laughing is all we got from her. Um, and it was, I don't know, I thought it was really cool. I was like, I like this character. I kind of wish she didn't die now. Right. Oh, do I have news for you? Somewhere <laughs> very deep on fanfiction.net, I may or may not have... Um, written a fox face spinoff no uh, maybe any good <laughs> i mean i thought it was good all right next episode how of the old, podcast you heard it here you? first 15 oh okay 15 is <laughs> a little old for them <laughs> at what age does fan fiction become totally inappropriate i think mm. it depends on the the it quality not only quality, but like content. Yeah, actually, like if you're 18, pause. you can't be writing no, SpongeBob fans. The fic. creative writing major is not going to criticize me. 
You're majoring You're in fan, fan fic. fiction. <laughs> what is fiction, but fan fiction of your own life? What is creative writing, if not fan fiction persevering? <laughs> I'll give you one more. What is nonfiction, except for true-to-life fan fiction? I think the word you're looking for what is, is canon. <laughs> what mm, is daydreaming, right. if not an AU? Oh, no. Oh, no. That <laughs> this one is the what-if episode. <laughs> Dear God, what if? This what is, if this is my life was actually thing? going well? <laughs> you okay, buddy? talk about it? <laughs> uh, so we're next to <laughs> Next week on The Classroom, Brett gets therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's lucky for you that we care so much about you. Um, But also, we're going to talk about luck. That was a really bad segue. (laughs) (laughs) It's lucky for you that we're going to force you to go to therapy. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. We're going to talk on luck. Well, it all started. (laughs) One day... Once upon a time. When my dad died in the coal mines, and then my mom let me starve to death for like yeah. six months, and then we had to, I had to sell my soul to get bread, and then I got put in the murder games. I did get a goat, though. That was kind of cool. Yeah. And I got to put a bow on her. You got a little bow. Yeah. Dead dad goat. The consequences of dead dad is goat. I mean, yeah. Historical domino effect. Dead dad, goat. Dead dad, rebellion. You know? Actually? How lucky are we that Dad died and then Katniss was able to overthrow the government? (laughs) That's true. Now talking about luck. Now on luck. (laughs) We talked a little bit on on the, like, kind of hand in the pot of Mm -hmm. of the the game makers. And really, it takes sheer luck to stay alive at that point. Yeah. There was no odds at that point, I don't think. There There is a little bit of strategy... If you were trying to play the games, kind of like how PETA and um, Katniss were. And I think that kind of still goes in hand in hand with luck. Everyone else is presumably not really trying for that angle other than just trying to make them make themselves look more fierce to the opponents. They are actively putting on a gigantic ruse that probably not many are aware is a ruse. Um, uh, just to try to alter their luck a little bit give themselves a little bit more in their pot where ev- while everyone else is presumably living off of okay what's it going to be today well and well you're talking about strategy and yes they have a strategy but i mean i think it's arguable that both Foxface and thresh have really set threat like strategies like i i'm thinking on the scene the feast scene again where Foxface decided to stay in the cornucopia overnight to come to get her bag before anybody else thought about it and it's genius. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also sheer luck that nobody else thought of it. You know, there's a lot of. It's lucky that Katniss decided to, to walk down. But also, that's. I guess what I'm trying to get at is where's the difference between luck and skill, mm-hmm. or luck and strategy, because it, yes, it is luck that Katniss managed to walk the right way on the creek. But also, she used her like her ability, her skill to be like, oh, I recognize that, most mm-hmm. likely this is a little too fierce for him to have camped out here. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. No, I, I, I get you. There is a, there is a like thin line between what was planned and what was a strategy and what was luck. And I also think that that blends a little bit at some mm. point. For instance, it was pretty much luck that Katniss was able to find that pond after like collapsing. But it was strategy, not maybe not strategy, but it was her like wit. She was like, wait, I'm in mud. That means that there has to be water near mm-hmm. some bot. 
I think that it is either her strategy leads her to uh, be able to profit more from her luck, or her because of her luck, she is able to uh, like use that more to her advantage than would other people. I think that's a good point too. Well, and yet again, what is luck for somebody else is strategy for someone, mm-hmm. you know, for the other person. Because I'm thinking when Katniss and Rue, it's completely luck that Katniss found Rue. But it was Rue's strategy for her to find Katniss, mm-hmm. not necessarily well, true strategy. Also but. knowing what to do when you are lucky enough to, like, get in those situations, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, like, lucky that she was near the mud, but she was smart enough to, like, then take that opportunity. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. I, get you. I yeah. Get you. yeah. So it's it's definitely a combination of like luck, like okay, this is the lot you've been given. What are you gonna do with it? But then it's also being able to like then use that and then like further the benefits of said luck. Yeah. And thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing, and this is sort of like a wrap in both between odds and uh luck is that rue had her like lucky pendant like that was her little like it was like a luck talisman that she uh brought as her token from district 11 and it was like hung around her neck and it was like a little big for her and she ended up getting pierced through her her chest by a spear in that general vicinity um not very lucky not not (laughs) i'll be honest not very lucky of her um, they had a whole plan set out. Uh, they were they were being very strategic of like, oh, whistle out this tune so I know you're okay. Um, so we we know that everything's going to be okay. They get separated. In that time, instead of just hanging in the trees, she came down. And in that just one instance, it was very unlucky for her. Somebody was managed to, like, managed to find her walking around and kills her, like, straight up. I, okay, so I had this thought the other day. And I guess it doesn't really work. Because she would, she could have still communicated in the trees, but part of me thinks that maybe she was on the ground looking for Katniss. I've never thought on that scene before. Maybe she was walking towards Katniss when she got captured because it's she whistles the like she sings the the melody and then within seconds, mm-hmm. at, at least in the text, that's how it reads. That would that would work um, because it is they were once again luck very close to each other when that scene happened. I mean, uh, luck kind of lucky for her unlucky that she couldn't do anything to save her unlucky for the guy that yeah, was staring un- a little close very unlucky for the district 10 guy was that one close? one yeah just absolutely he's just like haha i can kill a little girl this will be easy and then before he can even finish his thought there's an arrow in his neck it's <laughs> not not not, not, not a great way to go he got pranked he got <laughs> Katniss was like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna prank you. And Rue was like, nice. <laughs> nice. Eh. Eh. I wanted to make the noise, too. <laughs> you felt left out. Right. How unlucky of you. On bleh. on three, we can do bleh, okay? <laughs> One, two, three, bleh. bleh. There's a nice harmony to it. Um, bleh. <laughs> Mockingjays would actually fall out bleh. of the tree at that point. <laughs> I'm so sorry I was talking through that. That was so good. Do it again. Bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> our, our next theme, uh, we'll go ahead and hop over to our next theme, which is going to be debts. Um, because Katniss references her debts multiple times, mm-hmm. specifically to PETA. Um, even before the games, she's referencing how indebted she is to him. And, and then when he saves her, when he saves her after the whole tracker jacker thing from Cato, she's like, "This is just another time that I am de- indebted to him." 
I don't know because it's like technically you could argue that it's paid off she saved his life twice but she's not really she's not really picking that up because there was more than she saved him because she kind of had an obligation to her else the crowd would be mad at Mm -hmm. her Peter did not need to give her that bread and at the very least this is how Katniss seems to be interpreting it Uh, Peter did not need to do that Uh, there was no reason for him to do that so Therefore, nothing Katniss could do could ever make up for it because everything she'd be doing was trying to repay that. Well, and Peter calls her out on that mm-hmm. too. He's like, "Really? That's that's what you feel indebted to me for? Like, why? That was so long ago." And then Katniss is like, "Oh, you know, and like you said, it's the first time that anybody did something like that for her." Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it's arguable that Peter feels indebted to Katniss until probably the train like at the end of the in the book when he realizes that like oh, her this, ruse yeah and then he was like nope i don't care anymore not necessarily he doesn't care anymore but he's hurt yeah and, and we'll talk more I was gonna say, we'll talk character. more on that once we go to pita because uh, right. there's a couple things i want to get into but yeah but yeah I, there's a lot of debt there and we see how everybody else not everybody else but there's definitely other like characters that have this debt mm-hmm. specifically thresh mm-hmm. When he, um, when Clove is about ready to basically peel Katniss's face off with a butterfly knife. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's yeah, what I mean, it is. She's about to freaking baby beller. Like, it was. <laughs> baby beller? Yeah, you do it with like a little I wax. Know. This really. I just, hate that imagery. This goes back into why they could not cast age appropriate actors in the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. That would have been bad. They're like, we'll give you one dead 12 year old, the rest of them are going to be minimum 18 years old. Man, it's like how you know PG thirteen movies can only have like like one F word. Mm-hmm. It's the same they thing with like dead twelve year olds. Only one <laughs> child death. <laughs> Anyhow, mm-hmm. but Thresh is, saves Katniss, and yeah. Katniss feels just a little indebted to him at that point. He's like, she's like, why did he save me? And then he immediately turns to her, we're even. Mm-hmm. You were you helped Rue. You you helped her the best of your ability. You kept her alive while you could. I owe you nothing now. This is my me paying it off, and he runs away. Uh, going off that, there's also another. Uh, unless you had more. No, go. Uh, there's there's another debt, which is uh, Katniss's debt to Rue. Um, not not only does she feel bad for Rue for being so young in these games, but she uh, she's the one who alerts her to the tracker to Jack next is and is probably the only reason that she was able to get out of that situation alive. Um. Uh, so then Rue was like, okay, she alerted me to that. I'll tell her about the nest. And then she jumps off, uh, like gets gets far enough away that it won't be affected. And after that, that's like the first time Katniss has not immediately been like, oh, okay, all my the debt is paid now. She like goes further and is like, here, you can have more food. You can stay with me. We can team up. I'm going to make sure that you can get through this at the very least as well as I can let you. Right. And it's so sad. I we'll talk on Ruth. Yeah, it's very too. sad. I oh my gosh, the one I don't know that this I have this under debts, but I don't know that it necessarily falls under here. But I do want to talk about it. A grudge, maybe not a grudge. I don't think grudge is appropriate because it's an active thing. I don't know. But Katniss's like opinions and feelings towards Cato. Every time he is referenced, it is immediately followed up with Katniss being like, "I'm ready to kill him." Mm-hmm. I will kill him, no cap. Like I, I think that is, I think that is a sort of um, a vendetta. Debt. Well, I think you can, if you apply it right, I think it is a debt, which is that it is a debt for 
everyone else that has died at the hands of him or his like goons, basically. Mm-hmm. Rue, Thresh, um, Peter's wound. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that it is all like the hopes of the people that have gone. She's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do this guy in. It's a debt, but not a positive one. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, actually, um, I do owe you one. De- <laughs> <laughs> I owe you one, but. Um, and honestly, that's kind of shown. That debt is physically manifested in the sort of mu- uh, the mutts that they bring out that are of the sort of formerly dead uh, like members of the arena. Which is terrifying. That it's, is so yeah. psychological. Oh, that is like, what I we wonder why they left that out of the movie. Right. Okay. That is what. Well, before we get into characters, I do just want to talk about how graphic some of the scenes are in this. We didn't get on that when we were talking about like the word choice and stuff. There are so many death scenes in this that are like I had to. I am twenty years old and I had to put the book down uh-huh. and like, whoa, this is. It's Glimmer's death is graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's mixed a little bit with Katniss's hallucinations. But it's still. But it's graphic. Not only that, but getting the bow and arrow off oh her. My, this is, this is, um, it's like the irony of this really pretty girl named Glimmer mm-hmm. dying this really Covered in graphic, right. really, really horrible, like, she died ugly, you know? Like, right. this, this beautiful girl and her, her appearance. Yeah. I mean, her name was Glimmer, like, mm-hmm. and then she dies this really grotesque death yeah that's the best word for it i think grotesque is a good one also Um, i will say whatever whatever glimmer was thinking about would have been horrible uh like uh katniss saw like her family dying and everyone in her life she cared about going away and she had like four she had like three or four stings yeah glimmer got what like 20, 30? Minimum. Entire nest. Yeah. I like, don't know. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know how many. There's at least 10 bees. <laughs> 10 mean bees. 10 mean bees that have a lot of chutzpah. <laughs> I, I hated that. They're mad. They're mad. <laughs> the, the girls are fighting. By girls, we mean two the bees. angry bees. <laughs> yeah, the bees and the girl. They're fighting. Bees? Bees? Question mark. Like cards Against Humanity, like that oh, that yeah. one card. Yeah. yeah, We all got the joke. You're okay. Mm, well, not everybody's played Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> I think the so other... So Glimmer died a really grotesque death. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other death that was really, like, I don't know, like, visually disturbing was Clo- uh, Clo- is that her name? The girl, the girl tribute from District Two. Yeah. Who Thresh literally just pummels in her skull. Mm-hmm. I and it's and it's partially the language that Susan Collins uses that is so concise that like I had no trouble picturing it and I'm. Yeah. <laughs> there was no like her blood flowed like crimson. No, it's like she's got a whole. She doesn't even have any blood coming out of her. She's mm-hmm. just got a dent. I think Cato is kind of similar. His is not. His was not. His was harder to picture because she does use that sort of more flowy stuff and also shies also, away from a lot of the details. But of they it. also can't see him, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. Yeah, he is just. It's left to Katniss. They do not hear the cannon go off for how like a day and an a half? entire night. Yeah. yeah. And it's 
and even the way she like talks about Peta's like wound, like with the pus is seeping out of it, it makes me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh. buckets of pus I'm was like, three words I did not need to see <laughs> next to each other. No. <laughs> like ew, those don't need to be in a sentence mm-hmm. together. Actually, I would rather not have the word pus in anything. Yeah, it's just a bad word. It is. It's, it's not a bad word. Yeah, um, but th- I think that's the easiest of it. Yeah. Um, anyhow. We'll go ahead and move on to our characters. We have four today. And of course, we'll talk a little bit more on Katniss. I feel like she's probably going, her and Peta are probably going to be like running characters throughout the entirety of these novels. Mm-hmm. They are the main ones. They are, in fact, the main characters. Um, and then we have Rue and Hamish as well. Um, so where do you want to start? Uh, you know what? We started with Katniss last time. Why don't we start with Peta? Peta, okay. Um, I don't even I don't even know where to start on his character because there's times in the in the book that I'm like, oh, he knows how to play the game. He knows exactly what he's doing. And then there's other times, specifically when he re- like that scene at the end when they're stopped to refuel heading home where he's like this was all, you know, none of this was real to you, was it? And it's like he then you w- read it under that lens and it's like, no, he wasn't playing the game. He was just being genuine. Mm-hmm. But there's also evidence that he knows how to play the game. So it's, like, weird. Where does that, like, I, that line fall? I think that a lot of it was PETA understands what needs to be done to get through the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was only able to put up as much of a guise of, like, true love as he needed to because the feelings were there. He was not mm-hmm. trying that hard to change things. And I think it, I think you can see in PETA's character that, like, that is just sort of how it's been for a while. The entire time, Katniss is like, oh, He's a great strategist. He's super good at this. Like, the bread was all a ploy or something like right. that. Right. Like, Katniss also big brains a lot of things uh-huh. that don't need big brain. But, like, he, a lot of his thing is, does he know what he's doing? Is he trying to uh, get the best of everyone in the capital and everyone's opinions? Or is he genuinely just being a nice person or a witty and fun person that's trying to – because even, even in the scenes of, like, uh, when he's talking about, oh, that Avox looked just like this girl we used to go right. to school with. Right, he knows how to, he's playing the game there. That's, it's, and that even, even that could be, instead of being playing the game, just trying his best to get Katniss out of trouble. It, right. It could be instead of uh, him playing the game, it is him playing the game for Katniss. He is mm-hmm. not doing anything for himself. And he admitted that much on the roof of like, I don't care. I'm not getting out of this game. My own mother was like, oh, maybe that girl will finally win and we'll get a tribute right. from her district. Like, also, I don't. This is like maybe a little little tangenty. I don't know what your. I don't know what would be going through the head of um, his mother, who's like assigned Peter's death already. Probably already ch- turned his room into a gym. <laughs> like <laughs> she's like, all right, treadmill goes here. Mama Mullark's like, well. I got two others. I got two others, and they're both of age. It's fine. Well, I I think that'll be a conversation we could bring up a little bit, too, in the next book. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and I think another thing, too, that one one thing that always, like, genuinely, like, I, it's one of my favorite scenes is when Katniss is, like, surprised at his ability to camouflage into the rock. She's like, Mm -hmm. okay, close your eyes, close your mouth, and I'm going to watch. Okay, okay. Open your eyes. Whoa, and she's just like in, easily amused by it, and it's not for play. Like she's yeah. just genuinely amused, and it's impressive. It is cool. But also, he was like, "How did he do that? Cake. He can't see his own face." He's cake. got berries. Yeah, he, he, he just learned how to do it on cake. He had a cake in front of him, uh, and when he was it younger, was a they mirror. made they, <laughs> they used 
funny thing, he didn't learn the word. He didn't learn a lot of words. So anything he didn't know, he just calls a cake. He was painting. He was looking at a mirror and just painting things on it. And they were telling him, yeah, that's a cake, bud. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm thinking, do any of you guys ever watch the parody version of The Hunger Games? Yeah, like, the, the Starving hum- Games. Yeah, and PETA's literally oh, a cake. I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that scene lives in my head rent-free. I, th- I don't think I've seen that video since I was, like, 14 years old, but that video lives rent-free in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of cake they had, like, in District 12. Probably uh, mug cakes. I'm thinking of <laughs> In the- my mind, it's a cold stone. <laughs> of cake? <laughs> yes. I love that. I was thinking, um, do you guys know the guy on t- This is probably like, The homophobic cold stone guy? No, 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 no. The guy who makes recipes from, like, the, the oh, 1900s. And he's like... Potato oh, cake! And he's so angry about it. That's what I imagine. It's like like the sweet potato cake, and Peter's just like, why am I putting potatoes in a cake? This is disturbing. And it like turns out good, and he's like, okay. I'll put a pretty little flower on it. But I just, I love the the rationale. It's like, how do you know how to do that? Cake. Yeah. But also, uh, I decorate the cakes at the bakery. Okay. Oh, sure. I'm like, all right, buddy. How, Kudos. How are these, how, how quickly are these cakes selling? If you can put the freaking. Dime a dozen, baby. Yeah, if you can put the. The Da Vinci, like every work of Da Vinci on this one cake, like one thing that does make me sad about Peter's life, and Katniss even says it's a little sad, is when he's like, "Yeah, we just eat the stale bread." Mm-hmm. That would be awful. It'd be pretty awful, but it's also better than starving. Yeah, uh, it would significantly be better than dying. <laughs> yeah, but like, I just can't imagine just living on stale bread. I'm thinking of the loaf of bread that's been in our cabinet since like. January. Why? I used that bread this morning. What? (laughs) It's fine. All right. Well, um, there's something. There's something else I wanted to talk about. uh, Yeah. Peta, I can't tell if the way he reacts to finding out that news is valid or not. uh, That she had been faking the whole time. Because on one hand, if he had truly believed, because he had no idea that this was being played as a game. Because uh, even Hamish, the way he was talking about it was like, he did not help PETA learn how to gamify his love for Katniss. He was trying to figure out how to... Get Katniss on get, board. Yeah, get Katniss on board. Um, so if he, if, if he had no idea that that was being played at all and thought that he, she just genuinely like liked him, I think that some of that is valid. But also, at the same time, you kind of have to assume, at least to an extent. And the way so- he... Re- I yeah, know. I'm no, I'm with you. He's well, just he just acts a little bit as if he is deserving the love of Katniss. Well, and I, I don't but know. I, part of me, I don't know. I go back and forth, and like I said earlier, when you read it through that lens, that also challenges like where is Peta playing the game and where is he just mm-hmm. being himself. But I'm gonna say it's valid. But I'm also going to add the layer that there is a lot of trauma going through this poor guy. There's a lot of, like, shock happening, too. Yeah. I can't imagine the one thing that he has, like, okay, this is a stable thing that is happening right now. A lot of things are changing, but Katniss is still here. And she's still standing next to me. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. There's a lot of shock that goes into that. Like, there's, like, first off, you're getting thrown out of, here's this high adrenaline situation all the time. And you're learning now that even though you're out of that situation, now you've got a target on your back, and the girl that's like, yeah, I've got your back, doesn't, question mm-hmm. mark? 
it's kind of like the one more thing like when you're having a bad day and then mm-hmm. it's like if one more thing happens and then like that that was the then one then you thing. like drop a glass on your kitchen floor and you're like cool i'm gonna weep for yeah. two hours and that's where Peta is i think he's just he's at he's emotionally exhausted and, too and, and I, understandably yeah and i agree with that i understand that he is one not has has had a pretty bad two weeks <laughs> i would say this is a, it's it's a cash a funny vacation mm-hmm. um but but also there is a little bit of like he he acts as if uh because of that he deserves to have katniss it's not there yeah. a lot but there is a couple lines of dialogue and especially the way that he seems uh, I'm not sure what the word is, but when when talking about when he's talking about when he first loved Katniss, uh, when he first realized he he like liked Katniss, um, there there is like almost a little bit of like anger in his voice that it was not immediate for Katniss as well. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't want to like dwell on that. If, if if you don't feel the same, then that might just be no. a me thing. But well, it doesn't well, make him a bad person. It doesn't make him a bad person. Well, but also, I just. Yeah, like I, it's justified, and but also Katniss has a lot of that. Like I don't even know what my feelings are right now. Also, she's in shock. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things changing, but there's a line right after all that happens when he's like shutting her out, and she's just like, "I also want to tell him how much I just miss him being here." But that's gonna be harder on him. Yeah, but that wouldn't be fair on my part, and I think that's where Katniss is a. She is. And yeah, that is selfless a, in that sense. Say, that is very emotionally intelligent there. Right. But I also think there's a lot of, in that scene too, there's a lot of anger coming from Peta that like he, he feels like, first off, his mom told him that he would never survive and he was not going anywhere. Thanks, mom. Yeah, and then, but also Hamish does not coach him in any regard for the most part. Not because, mm-hmm. yeah, he doesn't necessarily need it, but Peta doesn't even know that there's a, like a target on his back until that, that moment. Mm-hmm. So he's learned he's under attack actively. And yet again, the one person he thought was, like, the constant that had, like, faith in his ability to survive has just kind of been, like, hit, psych. Yeah. So. And I, I, we've talked a lot on Katniss, but I think we can rope yeah. back and talk into her a little more. And yet again, she's very smart. Almost, like I said, she tries to big brain everything mm-hmm. a lot. Like, most of her character arc is her being, like, what is, the, what is his angle? What's he doing? And then she's like, oh, he's just being nice, okay? Yeah. There are very few thoughts going through that head. Um, <laughs> Peter's like, wow, Katniss cake. is so pretty. And then Katniss is just like, he's going to plan to kill me, isn't he? He's going to stab me in the back. What's he building in there? Like, that that's that's her whole thing. <laughs> I'm just like, there's something there's something going on behind the scenes, and there really isn't. Um, no. uh, and I guess that's more on Peter than Katniss. But it, it does show that Katniss is very... She's very intelligent. Uh, she's wise and she's smart and she knows what needs to be done. Um, and I think there, there's also something to be said about how she reacts to um, uh, how she reacts to a lot of things that Peta isn't familiar with. For instance, he she she admits that like, oh, Peta's never really gone into the forest. That is the area that they say is off limits and you're never supposed to go there. So he's not very like smart about how to go through hunting like she's saying like even with his boots off he's stomping and like breaking every twig they come in contact with and she is getting frustrated and rightfully so because they're trying to get her uh she's trying to get them food so they can survive Mm -hmm. um but it shows that there is a disconnect between these two lives and while she wants to try to play up to the cameras and show that they are getting together there is some incompatibility with the way that they have lived that she needs to 
get past first. Right, and she, but at the same time, she's smart enough, A, to recognize that they are definitely on camera right now. Mm -hmm. There's multiple times where she's like, I know that the cameras are on me. Let's play it up. But also, she doesn't just immediately yell at him. I don't know if that's necessarily because the cameras are on them, or if she's just like, he doesn't deserve to get yelled at. This isn't his fault. I think Colin might call me. Plus, he did have that bum leg at the time. Yeah, he also actively was healing from a to-the-bone cut on his thigh. Mm -hmm. Um, Or two other characters. Which which one do you want to start with, Rachel? Rue or Hamish? Hamish? Go for it. That was your character. You're the one who proposed Hamish for the... Yeah, I just... I really like Hamish as a character. Um, I think he's really interesting. I wish we got more of him. Um, But one thing that really kind of struck me about him is he's smart obviously he won his his own games not by you know strength necessarily or skill but because he was smart so he knows how to play the game yet in all these years he hasn't coached a winner but then now he is coaching Katniss and he's helping her win you know he is he knows how to manipulate these sponsors so it's like (laughs) What happened that he just let, like, all these other children die? And he was like, all right, I guess, you know, got to gotta dust off the old, like, coaching jacket. He's got his, like, letterman jacket from high school. He's like, all takes right, off, boys. <laughs> takes off his alcoholic hat, puts on his good coaching hat. <laughs> but I just... happy has got her journalism <laughs> wig on. And may- maybe that, you know sort of plays into just Katniss is just this exceptional person that really he brought also, out his good coaching. Because, you know, like, Cinna... Um, you know, makes Katniss this wonderful dress because he sees something in her. Maybe, you know, Hamish sees something in Katniss, so that's why he's like, all right, I guess I'll help this child not die. I think Hamish is also relying on Katniss big-braining everything. (laughs) Also, yet again, there is no proof that Hamish is actually smart. He might just be sending her things, like, to send her things, and she's like, this came right here. I know know this place. But also, I mean, we do have a little bit of contextual evidence that Mm -hmm. Hamish at least knows. Right, and I'm sure, you know, alcoholism isn't fun, and he's definitely depressed, but, like, were his, the last, I forget how many years there are in between him winning. Like, 23? Oh, yeah, because he won a quell, and then the next book's a quell. Um, What, did he just not really have anybody? Did he try? At what point was he like, eh, I'm no longer going to coach these children? But also, is probably one of the only people in the district who know how to hunt. Mm-hmm. True. Katniss knowing how to use a bow is literally the reason she stays alive. But yeah, I just think Hamish is really smart, but not necessarily motivated. So it's interesting that Katniss is able to, you know, sort of make him want to, to coach her, to mentor her. And then, you know, by association, he also doesn't really mentor PETA, but still sort of manipulates it to where PETA looks good. Yeah. Right. He knows how to play the game. Yes. <laughs> well, and I think, too, I want to throw this question to the group here of, like, do you think – so, obviously, there's the scene at the end where Senna puts Katniss in this very frilly, very girly dress, and her makeup is very light, and it makes her look young. Do you think that was Hamish's, like, hey, so somebody's the, – the target is on her back. Make her look as innocent as possible, or do you think that was Senna being aware of that? There was probably – a team meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Senna, Effie, Hamish, and like, all right, Effie probably wasn't in on the whole conspiracy part, but probably just like, oh, what are we going to do to make our girl look good? And I I think between Hamish and Senna, they were probably like, all right, yeah. we got to we gotta do something. She has to look very innocent. Mm-hmm. And they pull it off. Because also, 
if they do go down, that is going to reflect not bad not only on the district but on Hamish and Cinna, because uh, they they uh, that's the only reason. I mean, that's not the only reason Cinna's helping uh, her, but it does it does not hurt that it is helping his self image. And if she gets outed for conspiracy against the Capitol, then uh, that might be bye bye for Cinna's job. Well, and, it, and it, 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 yeah, it, it's yeah. bye bye to Cinna's life in the next yeah. book. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Okay, our last character, of course, is Rue, which is the good jumping platform here, the most innocent character. She, I, oh my, she's her death she's, is so yeah. upsetting. So she's very clearly, like, prim. Yeah, yeah she obviously, is, yeah, yeah. Very There's clearly. the parallel. They're, they're the same age. They both have that, like, innocence about them. And the same I think stature, too. Canis notes that they both always look like they're about ready to take right. flight. Right, and much like prim, you know, Rue is marked for death from the very beginning. Um, and I think it's sort of, you know, representative of, like, the innocence that dies when you put kids in this situation. You know, when Rue dies, that's when Katniss is really like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, we're, this is really bad. And, like, you know, when she, she gets radicalized, you know. She says, and, and Rue's death is what jumps Katniss to be like, I will kill anybody who looks at me. Any any innocent or naive or like gentle part of Katniss gone, fully gone, dies with Rue. And I think even her death is very, while she dies in a very violent way. You know, the covering up with flowers is very soft and it's very innocent. And um, I mean, obviously, you know, when any child dies, it's very sad. But just the way you know Katniss makes it look, makes her look pretty in her death and makes it look like, you know, she's sleeping and she's just covered in flowers and it's very, like, calming. It's also the first stroke of rebellion. Yeah. Which becomes a big theme next book. Do you think that that was, do you think that that was the moment where the capital was like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna make this, we're gonna start working on these mutts real quick? Because, like, well, it, I, it is the first, it, it, it's not something that has happened before, judging by right. Katniss's reaction. I think I really think they start planning it after the the rainstorm, like after um, Clove is dead. I think they were looking for a way to drive the tributes to like to the middle, mm-hmm. but especially after Cato does not come after Katniss and Peeta at the fire, they're like, "All right, boys, yeah. cue them up." And they're like, "All right, turn them loose," because, like I said, because at that point, even when Foxface dies, or you know, for the most part all four to five tributes are very spread out. Like, Mm -hmm. you have Thresh on one side of the arena, Katniss and Peeta on the other, Kato not straying too far away, and then Foxface just kind of being the only one that's moving. So it makes sense that they were like, all right, we got to do something to bring them in. It's the final show. And I see that. Uh, But also, also I I I would say that I think there is a parallel to be drawn of like, oh, you're going to mess with the body of the tribute to look at, to make it look more serene in peace. We are going to mess with the body oh, of the tribute. Yeah. To, I never even thought about it yeah, like that. To make it as grotesque as possible. And that's the one that comes after Katniss. Mm-hmm. Is because well, it's but. like what what's gonna erase the mental image of this you know child oh. who looks nice and peaceful and death. Oh, I know. Let's let's mutate death dog. It. Yeah. a lycanthropic monster. <laughs> well, and because the ones that Katniss notices are the ones that she is responsible mm-hmm. for killing. It's she notices Glimmer. She notices Rue, Foxface. Mm-hmm. And eventually Thresh. Yeah. But yeah. So I think this is a, a good place for us to go ahead and wrap up our own episode. Yeah, of sure. course, we'll always go through our MVPs and LVPs. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. Uh, do you want to go first on your LVP, Rachel, or have you thought on it any? Uh, I haven't, but just right off the top of my head, Cato. <laughs> good, good, good he's, move. He's important to the story. I understand that. Um, I want to punch him. I don't need to. He is dead. But if given the opportunity, I would probably, you know. He would, ki- he would, he would infect. He just is everything I hate about men. Can I say that on here? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, hate men. <laughs> um, I think he's like, yeah. Um, even, even in the movies, he just looks like, like everything that is wrong with uh, straight white men. <laughs> Brett, your LVP? Um, my LVP, I think, is going to have to be Gale. And here, here's yes. – this is, this is oh, a stranger one. He does not appear in this portion of the novel. However, you would not assume that by how much Katniss brings him up. Basically, every touchy scene between uh, him and Peter, she's like, oh, what, what would Gale be thinking right now? He's probably seething and angry at the at the screen. Like, she's thinking about this guy so much. Um, and, like – there was like a bit of a romance there, so like that that's kind of understandable. But every time he's brought up is in like a negative connotation of like how can I explain this? Almost as if she feels like she owes it to him, mm-hmm. as if she has like a debt to him, uh, so to speak, to like stay s- get through this for Gale. And it's right. I don't know. It's really weird, and I don't like that. And I also just don't like Gale. And um, this is a Gale hate account, hundred percent. This is for sure a Gale hate account. Uh, so because of that. LVP, because every time Good he's mood. mentioned, I got angry. Another Good move. straight white man. No, yeah, for the, the, the Venn diagram of, like, straight white men and people we hate, it's a circle. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think almost all of our MVPs have been straight white men. Or LVPs, yeah. rather. Um, I'd say that's probably accurate. <laughs> I'm thinking through it. I genuinely think Dumbledore might be the only exception. Yeah. <laughs> and that's post-canon, so it's whatever. Anyhow, um, my LVP is going to be Snow. Um, obviously, he's he's bad. But the scene where he is putting the crown on Katniss and Peeta's head, I have this image of this very old man just getting right up in this 16-year-old girl's face. Mm-hmm. And just, ugh. Uh, do I, yeah. Snow is one of my, like, favorite Oh, no, he is characters. a cool villain. He's a cool villain. He And it's not even, like, a I love to hate him kind of thing. I just you, you genuinely... Hate to hate him. Like his character is um, like amazing. However, just he is a bad guy. Like, and I, I get that, but also I'm just like, he's fascinating. I'm very, yeah, I'm very interested by him. Reasonable, MVP. Um, the Tracker Jackers. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go for it. Why yeah. not? Uh, they are important to the story. Um, they kill Glimmer. A little bit of, you know, irony. She dies this really ugly death. Um, and I don't know. They're like a, like black market psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> they hurt a little bit more. <laughs> I've never done psychedelics. so They usually don't make you see your worst fears unless <laughs> you're getting some real bad batches. So hopefully not, but still. Good, good one. Brett? Um, my MVP... I'm going to go with a weird one because okay. this is sort of a group of people instead of just one person. <laughs> okay. Rachel did just say the tracker jackers, so, uh, like, I think you're fine. I can that's change fair. to an actual person. No, okay. that's good. You're um, good. I'm going to go with the uh, the sponsors. Oh, okay. Because they are not only, like, 
one of the few things keeping uh, them going. But they're also like fostering quite a lot of like interesting twists. And maybe maybe the sponsors weren't necessarily in, uh, like involved in this part of it, but I do think it's similar enough that I'll mention it. Of like um, Kato, uh, Kato Thresh, uh, Foxface Girl, and then uh, uh, Katniss all needed something at the center. So they know exactly what needs to be sent at what time to give everybody like enough edge. Yeah, enough edge in the competition to keep everything going. Um, and I think that's really interesting, like that dynamic that is brought up because of like this outside influence pushing in. And the sponsors show that a lot. Like they are starving. They are about to like basically die of die of hunger at the very least get really close to it. And they send them an entire feast that they last <laughs> them a couple days. Which at that point they were like, the cost of an entire meal on day one by day twelve will buy you a cracker. So the amount of crackers that this meal was worth is astronomical. <laughs> the inflation. No currency only yeah. crackers. <laughs> so without those rich, rich the sponsors, they would not have gotten far at all. That's fair. Um, mine feels a little stupid now because I'm gonna do one person and it's going to be Foxface. That's yeah, not that's um, respectable. Girl is so smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, big brains, but like with intent. Like, I yet again, her whole scene at the feast where she is just like camping out inside of it. Katniss even notes that, like, man, that is so smart. I wish I would have been the one to think of that. Mm-hmm. That is genius. Because she throws everybody off their edge. And she just. The, also, the scene after everything is blown up where she is going through and just laughing and kicking the things that are left over, trying to find valuable pieces that'll keep her alive. Genius. Uh, that's also part of the reason I think she killed herself on purpose, but that's a whole different Aww. conversation. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Um, next week, we will be moving probably to the first half of Catching Fire. Of course, you can always go listen to us over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, a comment, a like, whatever. Um, Also, I found out that Anchor does this really fun thing where you can send us audio messages. So, like, do it. That would be so fun. So, go for it. Of course, you can always listen to us on United to the Moose um, at 11 a.m. here in Morgantown at 91.7 FM or on unitedtothemoose.com. Uh, you can always hop over there and listen to great music. There's a bunch of other podcasts that happen that are amazing. Well, uh, with that, we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. 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 Girl boss in my dream. <laughs> when, when you sent that message, I was that was nice. The girl boss of all my dreams. Remy, the Ratatouille. We can't start the podcast with me singing again. <laughs> One time was already too much. Mm-hmm.